Shar Gunther from Gunther Services LLC. Welcome to today's How to Jab and Knock Out the Competition. I'm going to change it out with real financial leadership and sales results. How are you? Good. Doing really good. How are you, Chris? Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's jump right in because I really like to, to start off with your aha moment of being an entrepreneur. Um, how did that come about? What was your aha moment? Tell us a little bit about your story as um, as it relates to running your own business. Well, the moment, it was a two by four to the face aha moment. For me, it's always, you know, getting right. ahead of the two by four. Um, for years, my godmother, who had been very important to me in my life, and she's always told me, sorry, you got to do your own thing. Sorry, you got to do your own thing. Well, a few years later, well, the bright economy crashed i lost my corporate job i was having some challenges within the corporate job right before i lost the position um and i'm talking standing in her bedroom talking with her about some of the executive challenges i'm fighting through with um i'm, I'm cleaning up three years three years of massive data on like a three million dollar company i mean mm. talking we're talking massive cleanup. um and she looked at me dead in the face and said, Char, I'm not going to tell you again. She says, I've told you before, over and over again, you will never be happy until you go do what you're going to do on your own. And that moment kind of was was that realization moment of like, okay, you know what she has? Oh, she mentioned this, right? Because, you know, your circle tells you things all the time and you don't really listen. And then I had lost my position and my significant other at the time was like, yeah, you can do this. Hey, you can do it. And it just, from there, after 400 resumes of being denied or overqualified or, you know, <laughs> not the right fit, I guess I was like, all right, I guess there's no other option, right? Uh, you know, I, I think of it as it was a sign, right? I mean, it, 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 it the corporate war, it, it's, it's a fickle, it's a fickle thing, right? Because um, some of it is about who you know and, and you know, I'm just going to say it, kissing ass to some degree. I mean, we've all done it, right? Whether we wanted to or not. Right. Um, but I think that was a, a glaring sign for you that said, hmm, maybe it is time to jump ship and, and, and run my own business. So let me ask you this, um, in regards to finances, and I'm one that's gun shy. I don't know why. I don't know why a lot of us are that way, where we just don't like to talk about the the decimal points. I know you, <laughs> you're obsessed with that stuff, but Understanding kind of what's going in, what's coming out, the PL. Why do you think so many people avoid discussions around, you know, their finances and books in general, either as an entrepreneur or as a small business? That's a very good question. And I see a lot of that. Actually, one of my colleagues posted on his um, social media page yesterday. He actually asked, Who is your target market and how did you come to find those? And I was like, here, I'll start your thread. Right? I started the thread and I hopped on and I go, you know, very good question. And um, for me and what I do, it's servicing people who want help, not need help. Because yeah. one of those two is laced with ego and mm. ego cannot be helped. So to answer your question specifically, why do people avoid money society and we're going to start top before it's in order to get downhill um because it's a subconscious thing and it's a subconscious thing that's been ingrained in us over the years society 
ties money to success. Hmm. Okay. Top lot. That's it. And for some people, they cannot get around the fact that I don't have a million dollars in my bank account. So therefore I'm not successful. Right. Does that make sense? So anything less than that is a fear. I don't want to look at it. I'm just going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until I hit a million dollars. And you know what? To be honest, you will never hit a million dollars until you sit down and look at what you're doing in order to reassess. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just have to pick new, three new things a day to work on. And each company at each different stage of revenue goes through different growth phases. And until you're able to get past that phase, you're not going to make more money. So that's the fear, um, you know, seeing what they're feeling, right? I'm not successful, or, but we got to get past that. You just, you just get past. It's okay. Because what we need to get rid of is that societal tie money. And we need to get down to what do I find success to be, right? What is success for me? And for me, I had to rewrite my story. Success for me is having, you know, money to be able to do things with my son without thinking. Because I'm like, hey, I want to do this. How much do I need? Okay, here, do, 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 let's go do it, right? <laughs> yep. So enough money to invest, a little bit to put in a savings, right? A little bit to travel with, you know. So what is your version of success is, is really what I would in that piece to, to remove the fear, sit down quiet, rewrite what that means to you. Love it. That's fine. Love it. I mean, the need versus the want and, and truly kind of sharp. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, understanding who you are, right? Like mm -hmm. I have different, well, you know this, but I have different focuses, ambitions, and goals and not necessarily all of, it, all of it is financial, right? I mean, there's a certain kind of threshold that you want to be at to really support your family and your kids and whatnot. But, I love the perspective of the need versus the want and then truly understanding what are your goals and objectives, right? And kind of doing a deep dive to figure out what makes you tick, where do you want to go? Um, but being able to plan it out. <laughs> I think, yeah. and I'll wholeheartedly admit, sometimes I fall short in that going, I don't, I'm not playing enough. I'm not planning enough. I'm not evaluating kind of, you know, the different levels I want to get to, right? And I think I'm probably one of many that just sometimes struggles with that aspect of it. One of many, and you'd be surprised um, a lot. There's probably one out of 20 that regularly sits down that I meet with on a regular basis um, that will already know their numbers. Hmm. Standard responses I get and that I see is, right, how much do you make? Oh, oh, yeah, I make X. Well, how much do you spend? I don't know, that's a good question. I don't really know where I'm at. Okay, we can start the conversation, right? And that's okay. That's normal. It's standard, especially for business owners. We just want to go make money, right? We want to go do what we're good at. And I love quoting one of the E-Myth chapters of the Susie with pies. Susie loves pies. Susie makes pies and sells pies. And then Susie hates pies. You know why she hates pies? It's because of the administration, the finance, the bookkeeping, all of the marketing, everything else that she has to do that she doesn't want to do. She just want to make pies and sell them. So that's a standard business owner. <laughs> so that's funny. Nobody wants to sit on organizer money because you know why it's not fun. People don't like what the numbers tell them because to them it's personal. For me, yeah. I remove that personal piece and I just show you the story, right? Hey, what do you want to do? Love it. 
100%. So let's talk a little bit to our audience about, you know, tips and tricks. So can you give me the top three tips anyone can do to improve their, dare I say, income statement or their IS statement for the those folks that love those acronyms? Um, what are some top three tips, Char, to really kind of help them navigate their income statement moving forward? Yes. Um, I would say the first thing to do, and I don't know, so I'm looking at the notes that I, I wrote down for the, the tips here. But the first thing you can do is just look at the damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> just look at it. Just, I um, you're, You'll laugh, but for everybody that comes on board, if, depending on which stage of, of business they're in, and in this, I see this most in your 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 small businesses, right? Okay. They will be like, yeah, great. You're doing this for me. Mind you, they manage everything else so well, and they'll sit down maybe once a quarter and organize it. But once they hand it over to me, I send them the emails and the monthly reports. They don't open the damn things. So then I call them. I'm like, hey, how's it looking? It takes them six months, six months. So, you know, I'm like, all right, let's have a conversation. So then I'll sit with a cup of coffee, and I'm like, hey, let's look at what you're looking at. What, and talk to me about what you see and make it safe, right? Why are you afraid? <laughs> Let's walk through that. So I worked through that fear. And I have one of my clients who, um, in a smaller business, very small, very small. Because there's a bigger fear with the smaller ones. You know, the, the larger ones, they just don't want to look at it. But the smaller ones I see and the ones that gross under 100,000, um, they tend to not look at it because... They don't think they're making enough. Hmm. And then through coaching and through showing them what the story means for each month or whatever, from last year to this year, she has times four in revenue. Wow. Wow. Just from just from looking at it. So practice step number one, look at it. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, and then if you don't have one, if you don't have a profit and loss income statement, they're both, yep. you know, hand in hand, it's what it means, same thing. Um, don't have one, sit down and make one. Excel has a copy. I'm making a copy, which will soon be posted on our website. Um, just something simple. And it could be something simple as a one page. You have one column, January, one column, February, one column, March, one column. Print your bank statements, highlight the income, put the total in like the first line and put income. Then go to the next line, right? Write expense. And then you can literally write five categories by creating an, an income statement. Expenses, five categories. Take it from here, right? Advertising, meals, travel. Travel can include flights, car rentals, fuel, anything else, right? Office supplies, software. That's it. It can be that easy, right? Bulk all your expense line, put them in there for the month. It can be that simple. It could take you like 20 minutes once a month to put that in. Um, then step two is um, just really make it a habit of start tracking. Put that in your calendar. Sit down for 15 minutes in the morning with coffee. You don't like doing it. It's got to be quiet. Figure out what you need to do to sit down and do that. And that way you're not scrambling at the end of the year trying to call people like me because now we're overbooked because last year we picked up 14 clients. 14! <laughs> through November and December because everybody's scrambling at the end of the year trying to, yep. to put everything together. But if you literally just make that small habit once a month, it can be that simple. Um, 
And step three is when you're looking at where your expenses are going, um, take a little bit of thought. So it's just self-awareness. You can bulk enter the expenses together. Bulk expenses together, putting a number for each month in that expense line, which leads you to not creating a ton of categories. Keep, keep, keeping it simple, right, Char? Mm -hmm. So step one is just looking at the damn thing. Step two <laughs> is tracking the income. And step three <laughs> is tracking the expense with the expense category. Yep. Love it. Love so. it. Awesome. And, and really, you know, I, I think... It. Yeah, I and look and I, and I, you know, I'm I'm doing one of these like I wholeheartedly admit that I, I don't I don't look at it enough, I don't do it enough and you're reminding me to carve out time to do it. And like you said, it's this isn't like hours, days. I mean, folks, what it's Char yeah. just said, 20 minutes. Hello. You can, you know, not there's a lot 20, of things you can do in 20 minutes. Yeah, and, and not even 20 minutes. You can start your coffee pot and because we send our reports via email. Yep. You literally can take your phone because we all have our phones and we're all attached by email. Click the email I sent you at 4 a.m. because that's where the reports are scheduled to send out because I know you get them when you're coffee. Start your coffee pot, open it up, and just look at it. And yep. then if you have questions, email back with questions, right? Hey, I see this, 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 this. We'll get back to you within the next two days on all those questions. Or if you want to, hey, let's set up a call and review. So you know, there's probably about a third of our clientele that we see that will email us that question. Another third will book a call and another third will just review it on their own and then answer the questions we send over. So it's awesome. Excellent. Um, all right. <clears throat> I want to talk about mindset for a hot second. Um, okay. From your perspective as an entrepreneur, how do you how do you have the right mindset? to tackle each day with maximum effort? To provide, you know, my current list of 58 clients with all the money needs that they need. <laughs> yep. Mindset is extremely important. And I loved the quote where it said, as an entrepreneur, if you need to stay, if you need someone else to keep you motivated, you're in the wrong business. Wow. It is so important for us to sit down and take inventory of ourselves. For me, um, it takes a little while. So everybody has their own realization and self-awareness moments. But for me, it took about two years for me to really hone in on my relationship to stress within mm. the business, because I take on so much personalization within the company because I love number. I love what the numbers say. I love people's stories. So, and I love helping people accomplish their goals. So for me, I have to remove myself personally from that so I have to take time every morning um I wake up in the morning I start my coffee pot I don't even open media nothing else um I start reading my devotional while my coffee pot is is being made uh coffee is being made and then from there I get my cup of coffee finish the devotional I have sometimes maybe I do one maybe two I have other girlfriends who are like serial devotional people and then they have like five or ten open and I'm like oh my god no that's overloaded <laughs> so keep one one or two just keep it simple then the next thing I do is I then go directly to my email and I open one of my video mentors and I say video mentors because we all have those as entrepreneurs we all have those like whether it's David Jackets, whether it's Darren Hardy whether it's you know Grant Cardone Yep. Uh, Tony Robin, we all have that one we follow, Eric Thomas, right? And 
open that up and I listen to a maybe three to seven minute. Me personally, I can't do longer than 10 minutes because you lose me. So I do a three to seven minute motivational just to set my morning, right? Then after that, I get my daily planner out and I take a check of where my energy level is, where how much energy I've got for the day. That will tell me how many tasks I can complete. I will then take a sticky note and write down all of the things that I need to do for the day. I'll take a second sticky note and I write down the top three and I throw the first one away. <laughs> oh. And then um, that's my morning routine. The second thing that I've learned for me is that I um, really value being a good mom and taking care of my son, giving my son time. So when I start to get stressed, and work either picks up and I'm not spending as much time with him, I have to say no. Like I have to check out at 3 p.m. every day when I go to pick him up and spend the yep. evening with him, whether it's, you know, with Taekwondo, running into the park, playing games yep. with him. That's important to me. And number three, I have to say no. As simple mm. as that, I have to say no because I'm totally a yes person. I love helping people love helping people but for everything you say yes to what are you saying yes to? wow that's powerful i'm a giver too i mean i i like to please people right i like to say yes i'll do you know xyz and then it's like well, wait a second but now you're affecting my day right the art of saying no char i mean we could spend we can honestly spend hours just talking about that subject of mm -hmm. how important it is to manage your time in being confident and being okay with saying no based on what you're doing for yourself, right? I love that perspective. And for each person is different. And this is the same type of, of talking and coaching that I do within my clientele, within people I work with. So, you know, for me, I'm in your face. I can say, fuck no, right? And people are like, oh, okay, cool, right? Well, yep. I have clients who are not like that. They're like, well, I can't say, I just can't say the word no, right? That word in O is too bold. Yep. So if you're a softer personality, you know, somebody says, hey, can you do this? You say, thank you for your request. Can we look at some other time? Hmm. Right? That's not a direct no. <laughs> it's an indirect. Deflect, no. deflect, but it, right? But you're deflecting the, yep. Yep. Yeah. Or another one um, I, I picked up from another book that I love is um, uh, Chris Voss's um, Never Split the Difference. Yep. And I use this in my daily life. You know, how am I supposed to do that? Hmm. How would you like me to do that? Right. Then it gets both of us. It buys us like even three to five seconds of how that's supposed to take place rather than just like, yeah, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> so. So. Awesome. All right. Well, let's let's leave you with this final question. Um, what is one final tip uh, you would give my audience to manage their finances moving forward? Whether you're an independent solopreneur or you're a small business, what would be the one important tip to help them manage their finances uh, in the future? And I'm going to leave, leave it on this note. The word finance and managing your finances that right there already stimulates fear. Huh. So the 
statement I'm going to leave you with to help better manage money in general within business or personal is don't worry about looking at anything. Just be honest with yourself. Mm. Yes. Be honest. With <laughs> 100%. Go ahead. Yep. That's, that's the first thing and the only thing. Um, because when you organize your money, you truly organize your life. Because you're getting more clear on the things that are most important to you within your time, within, you know, what you do. And right there, that's where happiness and success and contentment will set in. So. Love it. Love it. We, <laughs> I mean, that was, boy, jam-packed. I mean, look, that we could spend hours upon hours just, to, again, talking about that specific section. I love that you said being honest with yourself, just understanding current state, future state, but you got to set goals, right? How are you going to get to a future state, Char? <laughs> If you don't set the goals so that you know how you're going to get there, right? So I think a very unique perspective um, and, and foresight from you. So thank you. Um, all right. Well, listen, Char Gunther from Gunther Services. Thank you for attending today's How to Jab and Knock Out the Competition with Real Finance Leadership and Sales Results. We really do appreciate your time. Um, okay. One last thing. Uh, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Uh, they can find me. I'm... I frequent media on my personal page, Facebook, uh, Chara Gunther. Uh, I have yeah. a business media page as well. You can find me there. Um, my website, guntherservices.com, okay. um, or my email. I'm on LinkedIn. I just don't check it. Just pull my email off of there and email me. <laughs> Got it. Awesome. Shara, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Chris.